Am I just screwing this song up real bad? No, we're on live, but you're good. <laughs> All right, Dad. Welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast. Often imitated, never duplicated. Your weekly home for the best in motorsports coverage. Hmm. And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. And exciting show tonight, Matt. Um, Very exciting. We, are, we couldn't even contain ourselves during the the opening theme song. No, yeah. if you if you're only watching on Facebook Live, you didn't get to hear everything. But it'll be in the audio download version. Yes, you're gonna have to check out the. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. The theme song "Dirt" by Billy Moffat. Yeah. Dirt, dirt. I like dirt. I'm Kenny Wallace of Dirt. We race it. Us two race at Lawrenceburg a lot because that's where we kind of go it's and dirt it's dirt <laughs> and, and it, i'm sure you guys have been there and it's oh, yeah. the most damnedest thing and i, I asked rude to about this I said how comes you know we got a hot dog and we got a hamburger some fries and stuff and no cudiments <laughs> it's just those little packages of mustard and ketchup and that's all you get no nope. relish nothing i said throw it out there with the onions and stuff like everybody does yeah says, well who wants to eat dirt i said i do and most of these people up there dad goes load it up go to the house no yep. cudiments that's right no cudiments we ain't racing here and and you know and you got to let it sit out there in the sun too at the oh, hot yeah, so that yeah. Yeah, those onions kind of work together yeah. and some yeah. flies you know yeah you got to get everything all in there together some guy's going to spill his beer as he's getting his onions <laughs> yeah. kind of ferment a little bit have a little sneeze juice on it you know? <laughs> if you've ever eaten relish yeah if you've relish. ever ate any of the relish onions or pickles at a racetrack you, you have nothing to worry about the coronavirus no, you're no, right about you that you done killed that disease a long time ago yeah i did though i am fully immune oh yeah yeah from any of that but as as everyone at home can see uh tonight in studio we've got joss moffett and his dad billy moffett and to both of you thank you for being here joss you're asking us you were one of our first uh on the on the show one of our first guests and right after that night i remember as you were leaving we said we got to get your dad on and here so we are. finally finally yes. we, got him back. we are here thank you i know it's been a couple years but i had so much fun last time i mean you guys are a blast well, appreciate so that. i can't wait for this episode especially the old man yeah when you was on we still just had the car table didn't we yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think this is nice we got beer holders and 
Everything. Well, it's taken me this long to get my yard fixed from where you ran hot laps <laughs> out of the did. front yard. Oh, Everybody, I had, a, I had my four-wheel drive truck him. with my knobby tires, and I was wide open doing the donuts out there. And I said, I texted him when I got home. I was like, sorry, I think I kind of messed up your yard. <laughs> Never had a driver come on and get so excited he did donuts at the victory in my front yard, but uh, Josh was the guy. He won't do them in his race car. He didn't tear it up. I don't want to make a fool. I'll be that guy to turn it over and actually tear something up. Yeah. <laughs> Probably get ran over by another race car or something. Get too excited, put it right in the wall, and yeah. just be done with it. Or hit a track official or something. Oh, my God. So I want to start here, and, and Billy, you know, how you've got such a talent, and we're going to get into more of that, but how did you get involved in the racing world? Oh, gosh. Oh man! Ever since I remember being at Brownstown back in like fifty, I was born in fifty one, so like you know I was probably four years old. My dad's packing me and my two other brothers down there every weekend. So yeah, and, that was year number two. The place was open. Yeah, so. and uh, we'd make these. <laughs> well, that's not a very good sprint car, but you know, <laughs> that's a terrible sprint car. Yeah, I mean, that one's struggling. If our sounds like that, we got well, seven yeah. dead cylinders. We've we've pulled yeah. too many zip ties. Yeah, you know. But anyway, and I just remember all that, and um, and we used to go down to this place to called the Hole, just outside of uh, Columbus, Columbus mm-hmm. going yeah. out seven up the hill, and you watch somebody. I remember that sitting on. On little, they paid uh, you to w- flip up there, didn't they? Well, I don't remember. <laughs> on little wooden planks underneath the shade trees, drinking a bottle of orange pop, you know, and watching this guy go over the guardrail, and he's down in the creek, you know. And so, yeah. but yeah, I've been addicted to racing for a long time, and I lost interest after I was about thirteen, and you know, started doing bad things like learning how to play guitar and in the getting into somebody's liquor cabinet you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know so i faded away from that until i was about oh 19 or so and then uh and i got into more music and other things and uh and then uh, a friend of mine carrie norris uh five in mm-hmm. five in yeah uh, i started painting his car in 1980 then i started like a fool going with him you know to the racetrack <laughs> came with his mom and dad and his brother wimpy and uh and i've just been into racing ever since so when you were kind of out of racing there from 13 to 19 i mean had you were you artistic i mean were you painting other things i mean how did the the idea that i'm going to paint race cars start uh i don't know i think it was back when i was about three years old and i got four and i got my first bicycle and this guy lived down the street everybody back then had put their girlfriend's name on their quarter panel or their 53 chevy or whatever they had you know was there a bunch some, of x's some, on them yeah <laughs> yeah a yeah, bunch of x's you see uh, the the miscolor paint yeah. over top of it marcella so, no more and this one guy had uh, uh sandy written on his car i thought that's cool as hell so i got my fr- got red paint out and wrote sandy on my bicycle what a dumbass <laughs> he hadn't met sandy yet but yeah. we were looking for sandy bridges yeah but it's like my first bike so i was four years old maybe but uh didn't realize i had any kind of talent to do that kind of stuff till later on you know a friend of mine dale black the rev the rev yeah infamous dale black uh, saw me painting a sign somewhere and I, it was the first one i ever did it was thompson's uh sporting goods down there downtown columbus mm-hmm. he saw me doing that and he says 
you need to come to work for me, Billy. All right. Well, he showed me how to paint and uh, and helped me along the way and showed me how to drink. <laughs> he says, this is the first thing you got to learn here. Not too wet, not too dry. So. <laughs> is that the body or the brush? <laughs> well, well I, I think he was talking about the liquid. <laughs> Both <laughs> are vital. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were painting it to his car wash one day, or the, it was the old Sparkle car wash, and it was closed down. He rented where you drive in, where you just pull in, you know, where they got that rail and all the shit oh, yeah. to hook your, your tire in. And, uh, and I, you know, we were drinking, you know, that's what we did and uh, got good at it and uh i'm sitting there with a cup of paint i always use a dixie bath room cup you know for thinner and my paint and i've got a, a glass of tea honest to god right there and i do this bright red i'll never get the color and golly that came flying out of my mouth you know but i tell you what that's i don't know how i actually got involved other than being around dale black for as far as lettering yeah. the, the rev pinstripe my, my grandpa's trucks back years and years ago there so yeah that's cool. yeah I mean, he yeah. did a lot of people he was very yeah. talented you know had some demons but you know oh, it, yeah. it's part of it and you know that's really when you even just talk about pickup trucks that's kind of an art that's going i mean you, i know oh, yeah. that they'll run the decal pinstripe but that custom pinstripe on people's vehicles is kind of a thing that's gone that oh it's gone it's, it's too bad yeah my grandpa always bought a black and white two-tone chevy and uh the rev would run gold stripes back and put my grandpa and grandma's name on the doors that every track my grandpa had that rev would do that that is too cool and then he'd put that paint by rev on it this somewhere real small on that's the truck cool. i tell you yeah he'd have me paint the man if anybody knows what yeah, that is yeah it's him, this picture of himself he drew down on one knee, you know, with the cowboy yeah. boots on and a hat, with the tuxedo coat on, yeah, holding the like brush. this. In his right arm, it said R-E-V, and his glove was uh, the the V. And, yeah, he was very talented, my yeah. God, you know. You know, draw that for me once. I'd like to see that. Yeah. That was very cool. I, I seen it on everything when I was a kid. You know, that was just yeah. part that's you know it yeah. was all over that's yeah, a good thing your grandpa was smart enough to put grandma's name on the door and not girlfriend's name on the back too because that would have that would have caused oh, yeah. some issues so if he had just put sandy back there he'd not known yeah, sandy that's yeah. right that would have been bad because grandma's name was thelma so. <laughs> but, but dale dale did a lot sandy's of sandy's the calls. dog i swear <laughs> yeah well sandy was a pretty good girl i think you know, <laughs> you know i met her later <laughs> such, a, such a good girl <laughs> out in the weeds you know <laughs> but uh yeah he he painted a lot of indie cars back in yeah you know I started painting with him shortly before he was born, probably 78 or so. He's born in 80. And uh, it didn't take me long to, I had to get away from that scene. You know, I had, you know, hmm, somebody new. He's got somebody <laughs> I better, you know, change my ways somewhat, you know. So. Of course, he painted indie cars for a while, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so he'd take me with me and we'd go up there and he'd lay out something for me, like the numbers, whatever, and trust me to paint them like maybe the base color and he'd come back in and outline it <laughs> now you've got that's the hard part <laughs> you've touched up some cars in the in the museum up there haven't you yeah well no i don't i don't think anything of mine is actually in the museum i did a uh the par jet parnelli uh jones jc agga j yeah uh, janie and uh uh what they call that car 
Old Calhoun. Yeah, the number 98 team. Yeah. And uh, I did a reproduction of it, which was perfect. Yeah, I mean, it was somebody painted it, uh, and I did the gold leaf lettering on it. The curator of the museum and Tony George came out to see it. And they said, and they issued uh, a letter of unauthenticity for that car. <laughs> so it, the pe- no one thought that it was because it was that good. Yeah. Oh, it was better than the one in the museum because the museum, the original car burned up. Yeah. And so somebody else uh, recreated that, but it was, and all I had was a, a couple of three or four black and whites to do it off of when and i'd reference like of course all racers know what zeus buttons are mm-hmm. you know and uh that's that's how i kind of figured out how big big willard battery special was and in places where it need you know the lettering need to be on the car and you it actually was, brushed on fun. the gold leaf right it wasn't his real his, gold, yeah, gold leaf, leaf. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was about a three dayer. I can't remember. <laughs> I love but it when he after day one he forgot days two and three. <laughs> but but the kudos goes to the guy that built his car, which was Chris Paulson, who owns CNR Radiators. Yeah, him and his partner. Yeah, that's cool. So as as we get into today, how does it bother you to see where it's gone with wraps and I can vouch decals and yes, it does. Well, I tell you what, uh, you know, I spent 30 some years perfecting my craft and I went, you know, something I better learn how to do something else like start spraying because <laughs> I'm on the way out, you know, and Matt was good with vinyl. I don't know if he still does it or not. I but, don't know more but no. I do good. have one of my prized pictures is the, the car we did for KT. Yeah. And I've got a picture of that in my car no kidding yeah that was, that was a little you and a little me both on that car there, yeah so yeah you did the lettering on it yeah and I, cool. I think I, I scribbled kate kevin thomas you, on you it did. you did some other small things but yeah it's kind of but, i mean but, you both there but you did the uh the hood yeah you know which is, and it looked good old reynolds he said i hate that uh that day glow white because it washes out like Steve Kinzer is where, where I'd seen that on the Quaker state car mm-hmm. yeah. and he had seen it too. And he said, it just kills photographs cause it goes like that. So I went over next door to, <laughs> to, to my house, to his house. And uh, I said, put this on there he'll i said that reynolds will love this reflective white yeah like stop oh, signs no. so oh no oh yeah the picture just glowed out that, that's, yeah. what, that's what billy came over and told me to do so yeah reynolds, and he sorry did, rodney and he didn't know it till the first race and it, you know they turned the lights on it's dark he's going oh <laughs> i said that's what you get for cutting me out of that work i did for free yeah. <laughs> and i'm sure matt was doing it for free I, well, too uh, well he was paying and uh in refrigerator yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a long time there ago. was a well-stocked refrigerator yeah. over at rod's house so. yeah. towers and towers of beer <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but anyway i do have a picture of that i'll take a break here in a minute and oh yeah and uh no put it in front of the camera you can see his handiwork because it very he cool a, he no did a beautiful job on that i mean to me lettering i like things very simple mm-hmm. and legible and uh man that, that car looked i enjoy doing good. it but it's hard when you got the legend billy moffett over there and he's going i'm afraid to do anything man yeah i was i and you know Ruddy's like do it and i'm like i don't know you, know, you got billy right here why do you want me to do anything he's standing yeah. over my shoulder and <laughs> makes it awkward oh yeah it's awkward you know? more yeah. than anything yeah, yeah we were friends and we still are friends and that's all there is to it yeah. you know yeah. 
it wasn't about that so much i mean it was just randall says we don't have time to do that and i said okay whatever i don't care <laughs> you know i wasn't getting paid anyways out of the kindness of my heart would i paint all these cars for everybody you know but i would have took a billy moffat painted car any day over anything stickered you know anything yeah they're, they're kind of nice you know but these days i mean you, it, most people don't want to take the time or or spend the money that it takes to get somebody to hand paint and i get it you know i mean hell like the last car the car we're running now uh we ran it gel coat black I, I, we've never done that ever and that's the first car i'd ever done that with was it, and put some vinyl on it you know i designed the lettering you know and tony mcveigh did it and i said man that looks good it he did look like, good oh yeah it's sharp you know so it, you know it didn't bother me but this car here i thought no this one's getting hand lettered <laughs> and and if you haven't checked out our facebook page with a picture of of billy doing it it yeah. looks really really shiny. yeah i saw the back of my shiny head right here <laughs> i sure did you know well Josh pulled that out the other night at Thirsty Sportsman. I quickly said, right, maybe to Bubba's. I said, I quickly said, you got to send that to me right now. I want, I want that picture because that's too cool. And but, it worked really. It was like perfect timing for the situation. Sure, you know, I'm glad to be here. You know, so Josh, before we take our our first break here for our sponsors, I want to ask you what what was it like? Obviously, we've talked to you about your story and jumping in the sprint car, but growing up with your dad and being around these guys and. You know, seeing what your dad was doing in the sport, what was it like being a kid and being around that? Man, it was the coolest thing ever because, you know, I got to meet, like, Steve Kinzer and, and all these guys, hanging out with guys like Matt. I mean, I, I actually, I loved it. It was so much good times. And back then, the, like, the pit area, the sprint car world, I'm sure it was the same in the stock car world, too. Everybody was, like, buddies and they hang out afterwards. It was, like, family. Yeah, I mean, it really did. It's so much fun back then, and you just grow up to that is like it's something I wanted. And I remember like being at Eldor and just watching the drivers out around and see their helmets in the car. And I don't know why I'm like, I want to do that. Why am I that retarded? But I want to do that. <laughs> 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 but it's just part of being around it and, and being at the Machinist Union, you know, hanging out with the uh, Poncho Carter and Jose Legarza when I was a kid and, and meeting those guys like that. I mean, these are yeah. legends. Oh yeah. And I got to be part of that world and. So I guess it's just destined. So it was something very cool. And, you know, the the thrill of watching sprint cars growing up is still my blood. I mean, I'm still a big fan. I can go watch and <clears throat> non-wing racing. It makes me sick to go watch. And I love racing wing sprint cars, but I can go watch a wing sprint car race and still get that. You know, I know people say the racing is good, but I like it better to watch because it's not something I do every week. So I enjoy it more. Right. You know what I mean? I still get that feeling when I had when I was a kid. It's like, man, that is so cool. And you know, isn't it isn't it crazy though that that never gets out of you? I mean, it, yeah. it, and like I've never sat in a car, but you know, getting back into this and being around it more and more and more, it's just like Saturday. Brown Sound Speedway opened up practice. I, I was like a kid again, being back oh, yeah. in the pits and going around <laughs> and seeing the new cars and who's in what, and it's it, it it's the same rush and feeling. It felt like when I was a kid and I was walking in the Bloomington Speedway and getting ready to go watch a race. Oh, yeah, and the smell. Oh, yes. Well, I tell you Just what, guys, I I mean, I'm still a kid at heart no matter what. And if if I'm going to a race and I hear the motors running, you know, getting there a little bit late before hot laps, I'll run. Uh, well, if I still can. But 
Uh, I mean, you'll try to run. I mean, because yeah, I mean, it's just the attraction of it. A lot of people Mm -hmm. have never been to the racetrack, and it's like it's the smell, uh, and it's just the sound, you know. Being there in person, a lot of people only see stuff on television. And it's hard for me to watch a dirt race on TV. It's not the same. I will like if they're they're down in Florida and stuff because I can't get there. But it's not the same experience, Mm -hmm, like you said. You have. The smells and the sounds are so much better. And the crowd, you yeah, know, yes. watching, you know, being around the crowd and somebody comes by and half the crowd's booing and the rest of the crowd is cheering and just <laughs> the whole atmosphere is just different. Well, you know, you got the it car is. that goes by that, you know, he's riding these brakes. So you get a little, you get a little brake smell and then, you know, you got a rear end going out on the car, you know, so you got all those smells that, that's going on, you know, on top of the fuel. And then, you know, yeah. how could you sit at home and want to watch that on TV? And another thing you don't get, like, on a TV experience is, like, <clears throat> let's say you have a wild race going on, and the guy gives a big slide job for the win, and the whole crowd stands up. You know, you don't get yeah. that on TV. Yeah, you feel that energy. Yeah, you feel the energy. It's like nothing else. I mean, it's even more powerful than what you feel in a race car. Yeah, yeah or people missing me when uh, he gets taken out when we're running really good or something <laughs> and just head into the wall, and I'm, and I'm just – I'm lit up, my hat, my sunglasses, who knows where they are, you know. and uh, They're still looking for them. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, just seeing nuts like me, you know. I mean, it, where they're hard on their sleeves sometimes too too close, you know. But Well, and also, you know, a, a great point is, too, sometimes <laughs> on, the, on the broadcast, you don't see the action. You know, they no. may be showing the front, and it may be a race, but – sometimes the race for sixth seventh and eighth is the most exciting thing on the track there may be guys sometimes throwing slide job after slide job 16th. after slide job and first and yeah. second is just kind of waiting out things so being there you can really see everything that's going on i was watching a dirt late mall show the other night on mav tv and there's a hell of a race going on for a second and third and it came down to the last lap these guys are duking it out and they pan off and they show a leader and he's out there in no man's lane just by himself i'm yeah. like yeah. I have never understood what you just do. <laughs> yeah. Why are you showing this guy? Yeah, we know he's going to win, but the yeah. race just happened back there. Nobody yeah. in the stands is watching the guy in first. No. Everybody's watching second. Yeah, he's third. already straight away ahead. Yeah, they already gave it to him. Yeah. They gave up on him because they know he's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that aggravates me on TV. I'm like, I don't get that. Uh, All right. Everybody loves a winner. Let's take a quick break here for our first round of sponsors, and we'll be right back with Joss and Billy Moffitt. All right. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Hey, give Brad at Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Call in today at 812-216-3900. Does your yard have a dead or dying tree threatening your house or property? Do you have an unsightly stump you're tired of mowing around? Have trees that need trimmed up against the house? If you answered yes to any of these questions, call our good friends at Kane's Tree Service. They're fully insured and offer free estimates. Call Kane's Tree Service today at 812-344-5917. Tree trimming, tree removal, stump removal. Call our friends at Kane's Tree Service today at 812-344-5917. 
Race fans, In the Fast Lane Productions has rebranded itself as Dirt to Media. This is a huge win for us as race fans as they will be expanding their coverage to three local racetracks. For a mere $9.99 a month, you can choose between race action from Thunder Valley, Twin Cities Raceway Park, or Brownstown Speedway. But really, who can choose? So for only $13.99 per month, upgrade to the VIP membership and receive video from all three tracks. The only question I have left for you is, what are you doing? Get over to dirttomedia.tv and sign up today. Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1261. Hey, Matt, what would you say is one of your most prized possessions? Oh, it has to be my racing t-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place. P3RacingShirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite, dirt track racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely, and they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy. 812-372-4483 at extension 2447 or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. And we are back here at Throttled Up the Podcast and uh, Billy ran out just so we could show off um, how talented these guys are. So if you're watching on my camera, I'm holding up the 3R that uh, Billy and Matt, yeah, lettered together. This is the car. Billy painted the car and put uh, Kevin's name on it, and uh, I did the rentals and Byram on the hood and the three uh, R on the nose and tail tank. There, you okay. were more talented than I gave you credit yeah, for. Yeah, see, he did a good job. Yeah, the hard thing was getting the vinyl on the tail. Yeah, you know? I mean they're kind of roundish, and wrapped all like around there. But we got it figured out. You should have stuck with that instead of podcast. That I probably <laughs> should have. <laughs> I think it took. I think it probably took at least two cases. I'm not. Sure. It might have. <laughs> you got to keep the 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 wet level the right way. You got to keep yeah. the wet level. Yeah. Body and brush. Oh God. Oh, here you go. This is uh, I think Joss's first or probably his second race ever. Here, hold that up there. It's in the orange and white car as his first race car. Joss is on the outside there. This is smoking. Oh, there we go. Got a little bit of oil on a header or something. I think that's Kurt Gross I'm racing with there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad my last name ain't Gross. <laughs> Sorry, Kurt, if you're listening. <laughs> you know, I, I grew up in, in Danville, Illinois, and there was a there was a burger shack there, like locally owned. It was owned by the Grosses, and it was Gross Burger. And I thought, Gross man, if you make burger. it with a restaurant called Gross mm. Burger... 
You're that's, doing something right. That's a hell of a burger. <laughs> yeah, well, you had gross hardware up in Columbus. <laughs> well, so my God, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, but I never put that together. I mean, maybe gross burgers. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I think I'll be stopping there sometime real soon. Man. Maybe not. Marketing had to be a hell oh, of yeah. a plan right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that was their big seller was the gross burger. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The mega. <laughs> mega gross. So, Josh, what's the, what's the plan for this year? We just talked about the car, and like I said, check it out on our Facebook well, page. It's gorgeous. If you remember at the PRI show, he's wanting to get a dirt late model. I think that would be a blast. If anybody out there is listening, give me a call. Hmm. <laughs> Orville, my co-owner, he asked me if I wanted a late model. I was like, of course I'd like to have a late model, but where am I going to put it and who I'm going to have work on it oh yeah because i already have this deal you want me to do every week and i need to modify my trailer <laughs> you got to build ramps right <laughs> oh yeah so i think it'd be awesome it'd be an experience like no other little rascal dog and you've Petey. you've never been in in a in a late model at all never i sat in one when i was a kid this was Pete Abel's sprint car. Petey the dog beside Pete. Uh, yeah, little rascal's uh, dog. He's licking a. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought. I thought. Well, you know, I'm, I'm doing whooping this on here for Petey, and uh, you know, so I thought, well, shit, let's just write. Let's just, I'll draw a picture of of the pit bull on uh, you know our gang <laughs> little rascals. You know, <laughs> well, you know. So I showed this to Danny Smith. And he said, look, Pete's licking a. <laughs> Everybody knows who Danny Smith is. Oh, yeah. You're into the yeah. wing sprint cars. He's, he's still a, running good, too. Yeah, he's, what, 65 now? Yeah, he won a sprint car yeah. feature at the end of the year last year. He did a wing dance, they dared him to, and the sucker cartwheeled off of it because it fell down, landed on the front wing, and down to the ground. Jesus. And he made a, a, a Facebook post that he fell off the race car doing a wing dance. And I thought he was full of poop until somebody showed the, the video. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, he's going to break a hip. It's like, dude. Ain't like Rico Abreu. We can jump into our crew member's yeah. arms. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, he's getting old. You shouldn't be doing things like that. <laughs> Drive the car is fine, but <laughs> wing dances is dangerous. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of late models, I see Hudson O'Neill is logged in and is watching. I just want to say Hudson had surgery uh, uh, a couple weeks ago and yes. – uh, you know just just thinking about you hudson we can't wait to see you here at atomic uh next friday night and then at brownstown for the icebreaker so hope everything's going well with recovery and atomic speedway excited to see you back in that yellow 71 there for the masters built team so not the original atomic though no i always enjoyed racing though there because they had super late models racing with us and at the original one or at chillicothe where it's at now that's the same racetrack the original atomics bulldozed over oh it is oh, i'm always yes. always it's, it's everybody same thinks chill coffee is the same but it's not yeah the original yeah. one is gone oh. yeah chill coffee casey race we all yeah, still casey, call it casey. yeah yep yeah yep. Okay. place is fast yes. i ran some all-star shows there with the wing there and ran non-wing there too and that was fun but man run the wing shows <laughs> what a rip you're going through the corner so hard it sounds like it's trying to rip the right rear tire off the wheel Oh and really? It, and your wing down, you know, it's it's insane. It gets right up against the fence, and and they changed it now. But when you run the cushion, which you had to to be fast, it's like a miniature Eldora. Yeah. And the blunt edge of the wall would be 
pointing there. If you jump the getting cushion, you three. hit that, and it'll cut your car right in half. Yeah, so getting into three. you'd always like pee a little bit, trying to squint your eyes and keep from <laughs> jump the cushion to hit, and you know what I mean? <laughs> he said it was easier to race there at night because then you couldn't see that wall. Oh. You didn't pay any attention to it. Is it during the day when you're doing heat races, it's a little sketchy. When you jump back and forth between the wing and the non-wing, how much do you change your driving style with the wing on the car? A little bit. You, you have to... The biggest thing I've noticed by running the wing is I, I had to make a habit of tucking my arm against my seat so I wouldn't move the steering wheel as much, kind of like a go-kart. But, like, as soon as you enter the corner, it is the exact same as driving an all-wing sprint car. Oh, really? Yeah, you still have to pedal them and all that stuff because you would... So the wing, but the, does the wing catch you a little bit more on the way into the car? Yes, it will really turn you. And if you, like, bump the wheel, and I always had to make it where it's tight enough, I always like to get Dad to get the left front up, so I had to, like, turn in, and I felt more comfortable. Otherwise, like, I drove some other people with the wing. I would hold the wheel straight, and it would be like, next thing I know, I'm in the infield. And I didn't even turn the wheel, and that is so eerie going 100-plus mile an hour. Oh, yeah, I, I can imagine. So it's, it's something to get used to. It's a, it's a challenge because of speed. And you and run it, more stagger with and, the wing car. Oh, do you really? Yes. Yeah, because it's on the lifter so hard. And another thing I noticed about running a wing car is you could be five car lengths behind a guy. And non-wing, that's a long way. But wing car, just like that, you're on that guy and you can pass him. Hmm. So things could happen in a hurry. So, it, But you guys lay on the lifter with the wing more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they wing down. Yeah. You enter the corner and the left front frame rail is almost hitting the dirt. I mean, it just... Oh, Buries them down that deep. Oh, yeah. At Lawrenceburg and Chillicothe, I would actually bottom the frame rails out on the left rear. Even a raised rail is still hit. Wow. So it's pretty in, pretty <laughs> yeah. intense. I just want to go back to the fact that you just said, and this just shows that, that driver mentality. I'm 100 miles an hour plus, and it's a little sketchy with the wheel and what's going to happen there in the corner. Like, if I'm 100 miles an hour plus, that's a lot more than sketchy for me. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes irrelevant. It does. Now, now let's, let's, we have seen the maturity of Josh Moffat as a race car driver. If we remember back to his first visit... When he went out for hot laps, yeah, and I thought want he was you to flying. tell. Yes, I want you to tell yes. that story oh, yeah. because we got a lot more yeah. listeners and viewers yeah. now. Because we asked you about jumping in the sprint car for the first time, and tell uh-huh. the story about going out for hot laps. Well, first of all, my one of my best friends, Matt Westfall. A lot of people know who he is. Oh, he used yeah. to call me the stray bullet because I was fast, but he said he didn't know where the hell he was going. <laughs> I said I didn't know either, bud. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, my yeah, friend, my dad's great setting the car up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not. But. Uh, I remember our first trip, we, we all I did was start a sprint car. And I never raced anything but like rental go-karts and stuff. And for some reason, I could tell I had it in me. I don't know why. But we was on our way down the track, and we just got the engine in the car from Rogers, and we fired it off and and uh, put it on the trailer. And I remember driving down there, and I'm trying to keep my emotions behind me, but I'm like wanting to cry like a baby, like... <laughs> it's gonna happen and i'm scared but excited yeah. you know yeah. so i'm here i go out there a hot laps and chris Coors, he lapped me i think four times in four laps and i thought i was hauling the mail man i get in the corner it push real high and he just right around me and i was like man what do i have to do and i actually passed somebody in the b main that yeah. night i was so happy the last lap we finished next to last imagine how bad that guy was i was sitting Reynolds. he blew up in the lineup yeah he did Hey, Josh, I was, Reynolds was sitting with me yeah. during the B main, and he said, Oh, no, Josh, don't do that. Don't pass that guy. <laughs> I had to do it. 
He slipped right underneath him. Rodney was going, oh, God. I'm going to race in Perrigan my second <laughs> night, and I had to, oh. in my head, I had to pass Johnny Johnson. Anybody's familiar with Perrigan mm-hmm. Sprint Car Racing, he's an yeah. old man. Yeah, he was a staple. And I would pass him, I'd spin out because okay. I didn't have any control. <laughs> <laughs> Run him down, pass him. Yeah, spin yeah. Out. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just passed him. I gotta do it again. If I just spun out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Perrigan has a pond inside three yeah, four too. Yeah. Luckily, he didn't get down there. But you know. <laughs> that Matt Westfall, though, man, he's a driving. He's good. He we, is. He'll show up over Del Dor for the dream and stuff, and climb down the late model, man. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, he he's can pretty drive. talented. Yes, he is. He had some. He had some good runs in the late model. Um, I remember that night. I think it was at uh world finals he ran a whole year and he, and he won a couple of races and had a bunch of top fives and they hired this kid that never ran a late model before on dirt and he ran up front in the friday night feature yeah. you know saturday and matt pulls me aside his muff he goes i'm pretty sure i just got fired i was like what do you mean you you made the show he's like yeah but this dude he just like kicked my ass yeah. part of my language because <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty much i'm out of this best performance car after this and yeah. sure enough they let him go after that i was yeah. over yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, he should have had another cheeseburger. Should have had a cheeseburger. That's well, right. That's right. We were racing Wingsfield one night, and there's a point in time where you'd get up right against the fence, and they would sprinkle water on the top, and it was and black spritzy, slick. Spritzy. And it's black slick, and they do that, and, and had a lot of grip up there, but it's right up against the wall. And Matt and I were the only guys who would do that, and everybody else was afraid to put it on the fence. <laughs> so before the feature would start, and we'd always run one first second or third every time i went there and matt was like come on Moffa, let's go get a cheeseburger and i'm a little nervous i'm not as much as i used to be but i don't want to eat you know yeah so he get a cheeseburger he goes i'm gonna whoop your ass with this cheeseburger and he ended up beating me in that feature because i told you you should have got a cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> i love old that guy Almost. Yeah, we have fun though yeah he's fun. and then i not he beat me and he beat me by a, a half a car length he was passing kidney stones at night and we both won our heat races and look at draw we started on front row of the feature i started six somehow and uh he's in so much pain and like his tears in his eyes and everything he's I, I gotta go emergency room as soon as the race is over and that sucker <laughs> beat me that night too for the win and he got out of victory lane and, and he, he they i think they wheeled the car back to trailer and he jumped in his wife's car and went straight to the emergency room. No kidding. Yeah. You would have thought it, the racing with the Jardim Kenny Stones down for him. You think so. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, oh, I'm so yeah. much pain. Yeah, but they're little tough bar boogers, you know. Yeah. They get stuck down in there somewhere they ain't supposed to be. And know. people wonder why you why why we love racing. Oh, I mean, heck yeah. He, he's racing knowing he's going to the emergency room with kidney stones. And, but he wasn't and, about to go before the race. No, and in the, no. And in the NBA, <laughs> we, we just take breaks because we're tired. I yeah. mean, you know, like, like whole games. We'll set games to to reduce the the wear and tear or in football you're out because you got turf toe turf toe <laughs> what is a turf toe is it turn green have like turf on <laughs> yeah it starts growing <laughs> i gotta think it i think it's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got plantar fasciitis and racing you just is. suck it up and drive though. that's right i got kidney stone i still win this race <laughs> So earlier you were talking about um, uh, Joshua Smith that that does the restoring cars, and I know you told me the story the other night about racing that cageless sprint car 
What was that experience like? It was amazing. This guy's name is Joshua Shaw. Shaw, sorry. That's Smith. okay. That's the first time you heard his name. I was surprised you remember that much of it. But he's out of Cincinnati, uh, one awesome of a painter, and he uh, restores vintage sprint cars. His dad's a letter. Indy cars, his dad and him letter race cars and stuff. And he has these, mid -ca these non caged 1950s sprint cars, and he takes these vintage races. And it was a USAC show, and I missed his show that night. I wasn't very good. And he's like, do you want to run that vintage car? I was like, man, I'd love to. So I strap into that thing, and it's just a lap belt like old school, the big old wheel. And they pushed me over the hill, and this is the new Lawrenceburg. This yeah. is like seven years ago. And the guy that owns the car, that and Josh takes care of both of them. He owns one of them, and this guy owns the other one. But they holler at me, Josh, that thing has no brakes, just so you know. And I'm coasting down the hill, and I'm like... <laughs> Oh my God! There is no brakes in this thing, so I had to start in a Gee, tail because thanks. I didn't run. I didn't run any heat Head race. Sticking outside the you should have had another yeah. cheeseburger that night too. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I probably pooped it out. <laughs> but uh, I had to start behind all of those late models and old vintage modifieds and stuff, and I was like, no way! If they spin out in front of me, I'm going to hit them. I would rather control my own destiny than. So green flag flies go around against the wall, and I pass all these guys in front straight away, and I get to third. And those guys are putting it up on the fence. And really, pulling the left front wheel, rooster tails, and I'm like, there's no way. Uh, I'm, this thing is sketchy because the floorboard is like shaking under my feet. <laughs> and I can watch the front tires bounce off the ground. And this thing makes 600 horsepower. So I hit the gas and it ripped my head off my shoulders. And I coast flag staying out down into the corner because no brakes. And I get it in a corner and start scooting sideways and my arms are too short because i'm a little feller so i couldn't counter steer enough i was like i can't gas it anymore so it was man it was one of the coolest things i've ever done in my life i wish you guys could experience that seriously the wheels you yeah. don't need us to the wheel is oh that. you love it though the wheels like this big and they're real flat like a school so he's bus. like I, I can't even counter steer I, <laughs> Yeah. How weird is it with, with what the safety fun. is today to just have that lap belt on? How weird does that feel to you? It was weird because you, you, I know you guys seen the old vintage videos that are bouncing oh, up yeah. and down. And I, that's how it felt. It was just like it jarred your teeth out. and mm -hmm. it, was, it was wild. I mean, I, I understood what it was back then, why there wasn't any bad rough driving. Because you had to have so much respect for the next guy. I don't care if you don't like the guy. Yeah. You're gonna die, but you're gonna get hurt just as bad with the rough driving, you know. Yes. Yeah. And I was and I was watching those guys put on the cushion and pack the left front foot off the ground, throwing rooster tails, and that cushion was gnarly in my sprint car in the B main, and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got bigger balls than I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and your head sticking out. There's no cage on those. Just a no. little bar behind yeah, your head. That. Yeah. No Man. arm restraints. Well, unless you had the ones that were tied. Yeah, to, to you. Uniform. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. have any arm restraints then. Well, it was uh. You didn't it, plan on getting upside down either. It so. made me want to build one of those, and and he, I was lucky enough. He told me because whenever you retire, and it goes, I have enough stuff around. If you want to build a vintage sprint car, come see me. I know enough people. We could put it together. That is uh, awesome. That that would just be so cool, just to to have and and be able to go to those vintage races and do some of that stuff and. Especially with your dad's history and what he's done, that that would be something pretty yeah, cool. I'm being oh, yeah. pretty close to vintage. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say on uh, your your opening to, about this podcast about oh legendary? God, I forgot. 
I definitely didn't say vintage. <laughs> you, you are pretty legendary, though. Bro. Well, well, back then it was world like famous. I said, Billy Moffat. Like I said back then, it was not too wet, not too dry. Sometimes <laughs> it was way too wet. Like up here, like I used to. Later, it was never too dry. <laughs> I used to later uh, the Genesee beer wagons, the Indy cars, and uh, their uh, Silver Crown cars and their Sprint cars, and uh, so I was working at the Machinist Union. Uh, and so my friend, uh, Chief Mechanic Mark Bridges, who passed away several years ago, uh, said, Billy, go over to Galen's. He, he was just right behind there, you know. There It was uh, actually, Machinist Union was at the Avon uh, Al Unser Storage. So Al Unser during the month of May would be in his trailer right, just right there in the field. But anyway, he says, go over there. And so I had my, my, uh, my Coke case with me. You know, I've mm-hmm. had it since uh, since I started painting, and uh, put all my you know brushes in and whatever, and paint and maybe a beer, and, uh, <laughs> and so the necessities. So so I so I just walk over there instead of driving my El Camino around because I I was done spraying. I was spraying for machine union then. And they'd spray all the numbers on and whatever, and uh, it's pretty cool. But uh, so I come walking in the front door of Galen Fox's. I mean, this guy is a legend, you know, all the drivers that's driven his stuff. And uh, I come walking in, but I guess I better get the first things first because this was a planned deal. I had these antique 1950s sunglasses that were perfectly round and real dark with the strap-on earpieces that are made out of, you know, gold mm-hmm. frames. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Especially got long hair and, you know little bit crazy and uh, <laughs> so i had a i had a uh, you know a, a wall painting wooden pole over there in the paint booth for whatever reason is there so i painted uh uh painted the thing white you know and put a red tip on it so i've got my coat case i got my glasses on come walking in the door and galen goes can i help you and i so i was tapping like this and he goes and i said yeah i'm the sign painter bridges sent you he said oh my god <laughs> he sent me a blind painter <laughs> oh my god so we became real quick friends <laughs> i respect that guy he, he's still he still races you know he's in his 80s but he's <laughs> Like I thought, what the hell is Bridges thinking? <laughs> and I painted for him until ever since I kind of, you know, kind of just left the scene. You know, that guy had huge success with Stanbro. Those yes, handful mm-hmm. years, how many races did win? Like two hundred? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. his sons, uh, Brad and Steve. Yep. Yep. Billy, what is the what's your favorite car you've done? Uh, the one I just finished. It truly is. That was uh, that was a work of art for me. That's the most beautiful car I think I've ever painted. I mean, you can walk up to that and you cannot tell it's not vinyl. And that's saying something because these guys with the, the new stuff, I mm-hmm. mean, they could, you know, take a picture of it and print it, right? And uh, and uh, but it's way better than that. Well, my wife even my wife even argued with me when I showed her the picture, and she's like, "Are you sure?" I'm yeah. like, "I'm telling you, it's it's not." He, he painted this. She's like, "Yeah," and it looks really good. I'm like, "He's really good." <laughs> I mean, but my absolute favorite, other than the one I just did, because I'm always good as the last one I just did. Mm-hmm. So it might have been a was it 2013? We did the first gold leaf 
on black, the hood black and red with gold leaf i love that yeah and with, he had wa- the, with white pinstripe inside uh mm. you know next to the gold you know with the red outline around like that oh my god i was wanting was... to do that this year but we have our spare car sitting there you paint, painted last year we just have a frame and body yeah and it's orange and blue and i was like well it's silly i have two different car cars and only one fuel cell to put on these <laughs> yeah well see when we do that paint job with the black and red with the white striping uh uh we always paint the tail red and with this well we got this that drc in 19 uh, we only had about five or six races left in the year so we just put the blue tail on it uh, that was off this other black and blue car that i did with with the silver striping and uh i said well shit, i don't want to paint this tail we'll just you know we just throw it on this black bomb and you know and, and run it and <laughs> so bomb. yeah so we got that tore off one night and then so <laughs> i painted another blue one and uh and then i thought you know this isn't even tore up i don't want to repaint the tail let's just go back to to orange and and uh, and blue and of course his wife kind of liked that deal so you know and i i was ready for a change for sure it's important to keep the wife happy too happy wife kind of happy life <laughs> you at least get away <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that 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 might be one of my faves for sure you know other than i did the the, the munchkin for tony stewart that gold leaf yeah and uh, that's definitely a work of art you did sure. tony's helmet too though didn't you well i i did uh, several of them for him yeah that's, that's what i thought yeah. but he outgrew me you know so anyway <laughs> you know that that happens sometimes though yeah that's okay he's still my buddy you know just before we before we forget and uh i do want to give you a chance to shout out your sponsors here that are helping you and and everybody that helps you get to the track yeah um <laughs> Dad. Billy Moffat. Billy Moffat and Josh Moffat. Moffat. We're only two that only work on that car. Nobody else. Um Roger Williams. He, um yeah, that's true. Such a great friend. He's our engine builder and he, he helps me out a lot. I mean a lot. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to do it all these years and that's the truth. That is true. Um That's what William Precision Engines. Williams right? Precision Engines, yep. Yeah. Thank you. You're I was going to leave that out. See, yes. I am. Sorry, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the help of uh, Orville Wright, he's uh, jumped on board a couple of years ago. And he was a little bit of a cash sponsor here and there, and and uh, we grew to be friends. And he liked my style of racing for watching me all those years at Lawrenceburg, and that's that's why he wants me to race all the time. So my schedule would be every sprint car show at Lawrenceburg because that's what he wants me to do. And I'm fine with that. It's kind of my home deal, but nice to get out of there it is nice i want to to race some other places this year which i will and um brad bennick momentum racing suspensions um one heck of a a shock builder like he does aaron russell's shocks oh wow and uh, yeah tony stewart sprint car now and uh he's uh, got a lot of really fast guys some usac guys and um so he helps me out a bunch and i'm trying to get him on board to wrench our car some this year he's really he understands how to dig information out of me that is needed to make me faster. Right. Yeah. And uh, it used to be Kevin Thomas, but he's not doing steering gears anymore. 
Um, but Hoosier Tire, they help out each year. I get a little bit of a, a cut rate on a little bit of love from yeah, Hoosier <laughs> on some tires, which is that's much right. much appreciated. I actually got that deal when I was running some wing stuff. Really? Yeah. And that's why he got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they're great people up there, you know. But I think that's about it right now, isn't it? Am I mm-hmm. missing anybody? Oh. And my friend um, Nate Branham, he has a, uh, a stable a stables company and a lawnmower business. So he, he pitches me a couple bucks here and there. And well, somehow he got involved in that racing horse deal. Yeah, it's a <laughs> racing yeah. horse. B and B stables. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that's going to be vinyl. <laughs> so when it comes to that Tony McVeigh he's gonna do that and then Moffat on the visor <laughs> on his, as soon as he gets his machine going again. Yeah, yeah he can slam the sticker on the visor That's, I'm not gonna it's you know bent like being that and it's like no I don't have that much well, we'll have to give you a throttle up and that, that'll be vinyl too so. do that yeah I like to put that on the car yeah. Well, well yeah and you know and Josh I, I know I said this before but I will make it happen this year somehow um i want to come over to lawrenceburg with you guys and and you know be over there with you and kind of shoot the whole thing and yeah be a part of it because please do if we we can work it out when brownstown isn't racing i would love to come and hang out with i'd love to both (laughs) you guys come yeah well you'd have fun you know yeah i guarantee it lots of things like everybody probably a lot of people listen to this podcast ryan bowling and i we're pretty tight and yeah. it's he can hardly ever make it over either. But yeah. maybe once a year, it's the same thing. It's like we always have conflicting schedules. Yeah. And like when he can make it, Lawrenceburg's off. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We're we're gonna have to figure it out. Or, so. or it's rained out. Or it's yeah. rained out. It's a lot anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty lot. much the the weekends were off. Yeah. We're all off. Everywhere. We're all rained yeah, out. You're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you know. Oh wait a minute! I think it's not gonna rain there. Let's go. <laughs> No, we, we played that game before. Oh, no, we all have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chase down the road, the loaded trailer. He goes. We pulled in the parking lot. Well, I remember one night there was a no way out forty, not no way out forty, but it was a MSCS race at Brownstown, and we got to Lawrenceburg, and it just the skies opened up. Yeah, boom. So we turned nowhere. around the parking lot, and we called them. They said, "Yeah, we'll, we're you're good." So I ended up getting down there and drawing tail of the heat race, and somehow ran second in that, but. I'm not going to go and rest that night. But it's just amazing. I was able to go to one yeah, racetrack yeah. and still oh, yes. make it in time to the next one. Oh, you yeah. know? It's just like, how did I have well, – that's that's incredible to me. But it's amazing to me, again, in the racing community, that, you know, when you're at the track, Terre Haute can rain out. Brownstown maybe is still on the edge. You know everybody's coming that way. If Brownstown goes, they're all headed even farther south. Is Florence running? Where can yeah, yeah. we get next? Right. And you're calling. Yeah. 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 yeah we're yeah. all we're all so uh, self-inflicted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Once that car's in the trailer, we got to get it somewhere to get it back out yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, I mean, shows like this is is really good for our sport and and uh whether it be late models or midgets or street stocks or whatever you know uh, i mean it's it's just fun to do and it's and it's a good thing you know thank goodness to you know the invention of these things and whatnot so people are on their computer or whatever because well i guess that's what this is <laughs> and uh, you sit there and watch you know and 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 actually react with with the show too i think yeah well, it, I, I think it helps because people get to know you you're right you know and, and every other driver that that comes on you know because you know you mentioned it you know seeing the drivers with their helmets on when i was a kid you know you always imagine you know what's he look like what's what's he like 
you know, out of the car. And, yeah. You know, this kind of, you know, they get to hear your voice. They kind of get to hear, you know, see your reactions, your personality. That's stuff you don't get to see at the racetrack. It so. is. And a lot of the kids, too, they look at racers, too, as like a super Absolutely. human thing. And we're yeah. all just normal people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's also another aspect of it, too. And that's what's funny to me. And, and Matt's got to see it as he's been around my five-year-old in the, the few years we've been doing this. Like, he's in this kind of weird stage where it's like, he still thinks everybody who comes in here is Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt. And I mean, yeah. but he knows them and sees them. So he knows them by face and he won't ask. It's constantly like, now, does he drive the yellow car? Is he the three? Is he the... So he's like in this weird, because when he's at the racetrack and everybody's down the track, he's like, oh man, they're a big deal. They're... But then he's like, but they come to my house on Wednesday night and hang out and talk. So yeah. that's cool. Like these are just normal guys. I'm, I'm, I'm 48 years old. And I still think they're a big deal. Well, I, and don't get me wrong. I mean. do too. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never outgrown that, you know, cause I was that five-year-old kid at Brownstown. You know, those were superheroes driving around the racetrack and I'm, sure. I'm 48. You know, I know a lot of you guys personally yeah. and I still feel that way. You I know? tell you what, it's like, I even get giddy myself cause I'm still a super fan. Like running the when I was running the champ car or the sprint car, running against Coddle and Darlin and and these guys, and after the races they come up to me and, and Darren Clayton hand me a beer and we drink beer together. I'm like, oh my god, I'm <laughs> drinking beer with Shane Coddle. You know what I mean? It's like it's crazy. I mean, it's just yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, and and it's and I've told the story in here before, but but Matt was right there with me and, and and I've said my hero growing up was Kevin Briscoe. I mean, just hands down, I watched him at Bloomington Speedway. I was from Mitchell, Indiana. It, it was Briscoe all the way and when chase threw back and did the red and white five, five that's cool and it was at brownstown for the no way out and we're walking through the pits together and matt's like do you want to go over there i couldn't even walk over yeah. by it like it, it and it's trust me we could have walked over we could have talked we could but to me it was still like as a as a kid i didn't want to go you by reverted it right back to being a 10 year old i kid. did yeah. I, I i didn't want to go by it and go talk and everything because i was 10 years old that was going to be Kevin getting in at Risky Brisky. He was going to hit the high side at, at Bloomington. <laughs> and it was it, it was a cool thing. Like, my wife didn't understand it. Like, she, yeah. when I came home, I'm like, oh, my gosh. That is awesome, The man. five, The red and white five Briscoe Mobile Homes car was there. And she's like, eh, okay. And I'm like, no, you like you don't get this. Did it say Briscoe Mobile Homes on it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> right there. He had it just, I mean, it, it was a it throwback. Was, yeah, it was sharp, too. It looked yeah. good. It was, it was so cool. Because, again, like I said, I mean, growing up, that was, I lived in the country, and we drove by Briscoe Mobile Homes all the time where Kevin had a shop, and you'd go by, and the car's sitting out there. And I can remember even... Telling my parents would be driving between Mitchell and Bedford. Hey, let's pull in there. My dad's like, we don't have a reason to pull in there. Like, oh, yeah. Just pull in there and turn around. Like, I and just want to see the shop. I just want to see the car. He would actually would have invited you open arms. Oh, yeah. Kevin's unbelievable. And even yeah. like Chase. Chase, they're so down to earth. I mean, Chase is still so humble. You yeah. wouldn't even realize he's a superstar now. It's, it's, it's great. I, mean, you know, I have that same situation you know, with my job at Brownstown. You know, I, I'll get to go down and interview people that I watched race, you know, when I was, you know, a little younger and it's like, I can't believe I'm getting the, to interview this guy, you know? So I, I know what you mean. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's cool to be able to be in that situation to us for people who don't understand. It's like seeing your favorite rock star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you get to like rub elbows mm-hmm. with them yeah. or hang or out or they with them know or talk you, to them and they know you. It's, yeah. it's like, it's so surreal. It's the same concept. Yeah. And it's, and it's a great point. What you brought up that, you know that we still think they're a big deal because 
you know, once we have people here on the show, and it's not that I don't cheer for other people, but we kind of get that connection. I mean, you, you want to go see the guys that come and do the show do well. And I've been on top of, and the, the best one I can think of is Aubrey Mounts when she got her first win. And I know Matt and I were both up there and losing our minds about her going to victory lane. Yeah. It was one of the coolest things that we got to experience. And so as you build those relationships, it is, we're just as invested, even though he has to be partial because he's the announcer and he does his best to be partial. <clears throat> When Aubrey won, I kind of let all that drop. You know, yeah. she she extended her arms out to my daughter, and and Aubrey's done a lot for you know for for my twelve year old daughter, and so my partialness went away when she pulled into victory lane. You know, it was I think Dustin tell you I got choked up. I mean, it's hard for me to interview her. I was so excited for her. You can't you know? help that. That's, you that's know, nature. That's, that was just the fan coming out right there is what mm-hmm. that was. So I gotta ask you a personal question. I can't imagine being up there because I know you still have your favorites, and I don't know you don't need to say them here. But I know that deep down inside, this guy's running the third. I see him coming. I want him to win, but I can't talk about him yet because these two guys, and it's got to be like a critter inside. He wants oh. to just rip out of you, right? I mean, it, it is. And, uh, you know, D- Dustin sits up here with me sometimes, and I'll turn that microphone off, and the fan comes out when the microphone's off, and when it comes <laughs> back on, I go back into, you know, okay, I'm announcing. You that's know, great. That's, what, is, pe- that's <laughs> what people, I guess, don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? But he's, you know, he's probably turned around. I was like, you know, hey, I'm. Yeah, you're still a fan, or oh, you yeah. wouldn't be there. Yeah, right. you're exa- you know, you're, we talked about that at practice. You know, Saturday, you don't work at the racetrack because you're making all kinds of money. No. Because you're married. You know, you guys know this because you own a race car. You're married to the race season from, you know, March to November. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have any passion for it, you might as well just stay home because it's going to be every Saturday unless it's raining. And, you know, you're there. So you're right. it's, You know, I am a fan. I, I You know, everybody that knows me knows I'm – a hellacious race fan so but there there are times that i have to turn off the fan and, and do the job you well know? yeah and that makes it tough i can't imagine yeah well and even for me obviously i don't have to be as partial but the only times where i i feel like i need to be like we've offered some some bonuses to certain classes and we're putting money up from the podcast and it'll come down to where and it's not that i, I dislike anybody there but when it's some guys that I've got a, a, a friendship with that have been on the show that I know, it's as much about I just want to go down to Victory Lane and hand them money just because I want to celebrate with them that they just want to race. Sure, so I'm I'm, I'm I'm pulling for 100%. that person. So it's, you know, people are like, yeah, are you partial? Well, yeah, I kind of am. I, I, want to, I want to see these guys win. So I do got to say Brock Burton said that drivers are bad influences uh, for our kids because – they inspire kids to be poor for decades uh, <laughs> when they jump in a car. Yeah, so, good analogy well, yeah. by, the, by the Brock. I get, I get people talk to me all the time. They come down after the races or before, and they tell me how much they want to get themselves or their kids into racing, and they ask my opinion. Don't. <laughs> that's why I tell them. I was like, don't do it, and it just crushes them. Yep. Yeah. I've told this. I've told it's this so on here before. We've been going to retire, and this is no kidding. For about the last five years, and we talk about it every year, and it's like, well, one more. It's always one more. One more. One more. I, well, I told so, this. You know, I've told this on here before that I think my grandpa seen how much myself and my brother were going to be race fans, and when I was ten, he made us promise then that we would never own a race car. He said, "Come to the races all you want, but you can Didn't never." Work with me. He, but he made me promise, and and you know he's been gone for twenty years now, and you still uh, don't. 
No, you know, because I, I said, why, why can't you know, because we all love the races. We couldn't wait to go. He said, because you'll starve all week to be at the racetrack on Saturday. Yeah. And the dedication. Yeah. The, the time and commitment. It's hard. For instance, my wife. It's hard to find somebody <laughs> to put up all the bull crap. Oh, yeah. You know, 100%. Like, yeah, like I'll crash. I spend all my money and all week, and she's got to pay most of the bills, and I'm out there hobby. You know what I mean? So I look back at that, and I'm like, that's just insane to me, but it's a it's a dedication on their part, too, and, and my father's and, and other people around you, like Roger. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've hurt my engine, like, blowing head gaskets before, and, and he's like, get it over here. We work all night and the next day and, and fix it, and I go run an outlaw show two days after. I mean, it's just the dedication you end up building with other people and friends and and you're always exhausted mentally, physically, your bank account. It's just, it's tough. Well, my, not mine, not so much, but I'm, his bank account does. <laughs> yeah. with, with this, you know, we're, you know, I'm doing two shows a night over here. We're getting ready to do a third show. I spend a Saturday night at Brownstown. So, you know, I'm pushing four out of seven nights doing something with racing. Yeah. yeah. As not it much. is. That's you a know, and it's, you know, yeah, so it's, you know, our dedication is on a different side than your guys, but I mean, it, we're pushing that same commitment level. It's the same thing, but honestly, you guys agree, you'll never get memories like these ever. Oh no, anything no, else you no, do, so it's right. totally worth it. It really is. No, and it's what I told I told Matt, and when I was in when I was younger and was going to Bloomington Speedway with my dad and watching Kevin, I was a diehard, and then when I went to college. I kind of fell out of it, and I had become the ultimate fair weather fan. Like, if it was 70 and no chance of rain and yeah. I had nothing else better to do, I'd go to the racetrack. Right. And when Matt and I decided to start this, I wanted to get back in. Well, what has happened is I've built the relationships where it's not I just want to go. It's, like I said, I want to go with you to Lawrenceburg, not just for the show, just to go hang out and have a good time. Let's yeah. let's, yeah, go, let's absolutely. go have a good time. Absolutely, so. and that's what it's all about. It's about building relationships and friendships because there's so many people that I met in this journey. Man, I tell you what, I love it. I freaking love it, and I'm still attached to these people to this day that I met. Oh, yeah. You know, back in 2005 and and stuff, and and even getting to hang out with you guys. I love it. I mean, it's just there's nothing better. You don't meet people in the racing community. We're a different breed. We really are. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We all know how to have a good time. We got each other's backs. You yeah, know we don't I mean? let it get dry. No, no matter what, <laughs> the brush is always wet, and so is the body. <laughs> oh my goodness! A lot of people ask me, well, "How comes you didn't teach him how to do this?" And I'm going, "What? I wish look. You, I wish you I'm would've. living proof. <laughs> no, you don't need to be a painter. I wish I did." But not, well, not as a hobby, not as well, a job. But a lot yeah. of people always go, "God, I love watching you do that. I wish I could do it." I go, "No, you don't. <laughs> no, no. I, you know, you're sitting down doing this or whatever." He saw me. Oh, Josh yeah. saw me all his life on my knees, and uh, yeah, I'm paying for it now. That doesn't sound right. You know, well, I'm praying to the God. I'm not <laughs> on the down low or something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what I mean. It's hard on your body. It doesn't yeah. look that way. You sit there for eight, nine, ten hours. And uh, doing the same thing over and over. Whoa. It, we're, it's, we're, just it's difficult. we're just jealous we don't have that talent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where, where's the vacation at? Oh, that's right. He didn't save any money. <laughs> you know. 
But now you got a race car, so you still don't have vacation. Well, that's, that's right. right. Now they yeah. go to Lawrenceburg every weekend. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> my, my vacation is planned around Eldora. You know, that's I love Eldora. Yeah, Eldora races. You know, late models. You know, big race in June and in September. So I'm gonna take two vacations this year and go to Eldora. So. I've never been to the world before. I'd like to go or the dream. Let us know. I'm always racing that weekend, but I'd like to go and experience it. I've always heard it's a great time. It's I'm a good sure time. It's a good show. As long as you know where you're at. <laughs> That's that's the mm, key. That's right. I got lost in the campground one night. Yeah. Matt yeah. left me. I get one text message, where are we at? I was where like, well, I know where I'm at. <laughs> where are we at? <laughs> you know, you, you, you get lost one time. I understand. And guys won't let it go. Oh, my God. Let me just say. I wonder where we was at before a time or two, too. At that night, the brush was dripping wet. <laughs> yes, it was. That sounds like poop in a cup. Total, total <laughs> saturation that night. <laughs> poop in a cup uh, i won't tell that you don't want to tell this it's a little gross and no, funny uh, it is, it, every time i tell this story to people i start gagging <laughs> we'll save that for off the air yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all right guys well we're at a, we're at an hour and 10 minutes already um and uh <laughs> there's no way thank you Dustin. <laughs> before we go though i do want to say thank to you, both man. you guys no problem. billy and joss both man i i appreciate having you guys on you guys are welcome back anytime and joss let's not make it like two years before you come back again anytime you're only down the road man i know everybody i live literally six (laughs) minutes from here yeah it's awesome yeah and and i can crawl through the ditches intoxicated (laughs) to get here (laughs) and even if we're not doing a show let's make sure that we get back together again yeah we will we'll do it all right, but, and Billy, man, I appreciate it. Thanks you, for asking me. What you got? What you've done over your your career and the the artwork that you've put yes. together because it is art. I and mean, it is be beautiful. And it's always inspired by looking at other race cars and the sounds and the sights of going. Oh yeah. I thought, well, I can paint them better than that. I That's love it. it. That's and, a true and racer. You did, right and you there. did for years and years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know as long as I had enough friends around hold me up <laughs> all right and join us next week just kidding the voice of, of lucas oil late models oh james essex will yes. be in oh, the house i'm gonna yeah. have to come over i've never met this guy i've always talked to him on the old interwebs or by oh, phone yeah. come on down my hero be here next week he's, yeah. he's a good dude matt will be 10 years old next week i I'll, will i will <laughs> i won't be able to talk to him man I, i'll sit and listen to him you know what's so cool is like he'll email me and ask me information about writing in a republic paper or he'll call me and i'll see him like the next day on tv and that's i'm like wow that's cool that's so cool <laughs> i got excited after our devin gilpin show he sends me a, a text message and says hey can i use some information off your show for my column i'm thinking you know essex is going to reference throttle up and he's in his you know his that's column a, that's a beautiful right? thing man. and it means he listens <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> yes. Yes. it's a good deal especially if he knows who you are oh yeah, yeah. so that's, that's cool that's too cool so uh yeah join us next week with james essex and then coming up two weeks uh on the 25th we'll have jeremy owens in studio to talk about his new ride and his new plan for this year unfortunately that one will be a premiere matt i haven't talked to you about this yet um pretty disappointed in his fiance cassie they're they're taking pictures and uh, instead of doing them here in studio with you and i being in the pictures wow. uh, we're gonna have to pre-record on monday because she wants them right at sunset on that wednesday night and i said we're better than 
APR Media Studios with Matt and I. I mean, a throttled up theme pictures. Did she consider it's going to rain on that Wednesday night? Well, did she consider the music that you play right before it starts. Yeah, we yeah. dirt singing dirt. <laughs> Kenny dirt. Wallace, yo dirt. <laughs> I thought she was bigger fans of us than that. I thought so too. Very disappointed in yeah. her. Why can't she take pictures on Monday and we record on Wednesday? Well, that's a great point. Jeremy, if you're yeah. listening, that's something you should bring up tonight. Yeah. All right, then. It is fun, so you should be here. All right, then. Thank you. <laughs> All right. See you, guys. Don't let your Saturday night go without the excitement and live action at Southern Indiana's premier dirt track, Brownstown Speedway. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like, from prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more. Stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. OCC Seamless Gutters is the only place to turn for new 6-inch seamless gutters, gutter repair, leaf guard systems, and gutter cleanouts. I mean it. Go outside right now, and if your gutters have trees growing out of them, call OCC. Let me give you a little hint. Schedule them for a time your wife is gone and take all the credit. OCC is fully insured and offers free estimates. Call them today at 812-592-7899 or visit their Facebook page at OCC Seamless Gutters. Legacy Paint and Body is a family-owned auto body paint and repair shop located in Columbus, Indiana. Specializing in collision repairs, insurance claims for collision work, restorations, rust repair, headlight restoration, detailing, and more. If you have any questions about the quality of work they do, check out their Facebook page. Contact them today at 812-799-1344 for a free estimate and tell them your friends at Throttled Up sent you.